Welcome to the Landco Podcast, where we aim to bring value to landowners and prospective land buyers through our experiences and network. I'm your host and managing partner of Landco, John O'Reilly. Hey guys, welcome back to the Landco Podcast, the year-round whitetail hunter, and we are recording in June now, but we're talking about May, so episode five, here with Matt Lynch, and um, missing Pudic this this uh, episode, we might catch up with him either later tonight or soon and kind of combine them like we did last last episode. If not, no big deal, Matt and I will handle this and hopefully he'll hop back on uh, next month. Um, and I kind of know what he's got going on, so I can chime in a little bit about what he's doing as well. But um, again, on the whitetail side of things, I'm just kind of uh, moderating for Matt and Ryan because that's more their world than mine. Um, so, Matt, welcome. Thank you. Hop in, man, and give us the rundown. I know we've chatted a little bit, and again, we're in the middle of June right now. Um, and yeah, I, I and we can work all the way back to the beginning of the month and thinking about everything that we got done there. I should really be writing these things down. I know. That's why I say like we need to do them right away. But this this month, being June, is super busy. Like the weather is great. Like right. we're just jam packed. So that's why we're a little late. So next episode should be good. This episode will be a lot of, um, well, I'll talk to Matt, but in the waterfall, waterfall world, it's a lot of planning because we've got so much rain, but um, have you got to, did you get anything done in May or was it just kind of sitting around watching it rain? No, you know, we were able to capitalize on a couple of uh, good days that were out there. We were, you know, we were able to get our grains in the ground um, on the farms where we've got them. We got our corn planted uh, and it seems to be taken off really well. So I think we just found that perfect window of opportunity um, and got that handled. So that was, that was a plus. No when was that? Was that early June? Uh, yeah, it would have like been early May. It would have been May. It would have been in early May that we got that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I was kind of surprised. I think uh, just like I said, had a few dry days in there uh, and took advantage of it. And it timed out right with the rain coming in afterwards. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, a lot of why Pudic's not on here is just a lot of the stuff that he planted same for our waterfowl plots. We got in in early May, but by the end of May, they were no good. So oh, replanting. Mean, not just him, a lot of farmers. I mean, just I'm out at the farm right now, and I mean, the farmer across the road has been out twice in the last couple of weeks redrilling beans that have flooded out in a couple areas. So, yeah. But your all your food pot um, grains are fine. Everything seems to be good. Yeah, um, those, nice. those fields are tiled really well. We've got good drainage and everything. So, uh, yeah, our, our grain fields are good. Okay, so got all those in, planted, fertilized, all that, and they're good to go for a while. All good. Uh, and then you know, so our grain fields are taken care of. Um, we got one more mowing done on some clover plots just for weed control. Uh, our clover is at a point now, and and our fields that we have set up with that that it's uh coming in lush enough to where i don't have to worry about the weeds or grasses anymore it's uh it's lush beautiful clover in those fields so we're good there so uh feel confident we won't have to do any more maintenance on those really uh, and then to our green plots uh just you know we will uh go in end of uh probably the beginning of august and 
spray and you know kill some of those fields off and get them disked up to replant uh so right now in terms of those fields we're just going through and sorry i'm slapping myself silly the bugs are really bad here but so you got the garage uh, door open right yeah got the big garage door open so i'm just getting bombarded with bugs yeah. here but uh no our, our green fields right now we're just keeping them mowed down really low so that when it does come time to spray and kill them off we're not fighting you know four foot tall weeds yeah so let, let's go back for a second to the uh the plots that you already have in you just want to keep those mode and i kind of know but just for the kind of sake of the audience you'll keep those mode what all early spring early summer just to keep the uh what the weed competition down yeah you know it's i like to keep them mowed down for a few reasons it's one you know so that when it does come time to spray and disc you know we're not mowing down four or five foot tall weeds and grasses through there it's uh, you know, it's manageable because we're mowing every other, you know, probably every two weeks, uh, just to keep them low. And, um, but you know what, there's also some good food in there for the deer right now. So, uh, and deer tend to, you know, as soon as you do a mowing on a plot, there's, it's that fresh cut, just like when you're doing alfalfa, they go in there and they're all over it. So we like to, uh, you know, make sure we're giving the deer, you know, easy access to food at this point. Right. Uh, it's a lot easier for them to be eaten in a mode field than it is, you know, super tall grasses and weeds. And, you know, there is some good stuff growing up through there, but it's a lot easier for them to get through there and uh, eat when it's not so thick and, you know, four yeah. or five feet tall. <clears throat> and for the most part, when you get this late in the season, that clover is just what kind of taken over. So kind of chokes everything else out. Yeah. Our clover fields right now, yeah. um, you know, they've, yeah, they, it comes in so thick, um, you know, lush, it's, it chokes out the weeds, chokes out the grasses. We've we've pampered those fields for the last couple of years, you know, got them in at the right time. You know, the rains have been good and, uh, you know, the right kind of fertilizer on them when we got them established. And now it's just thick, lush clover fields. There's no weed or grass competition in there. It's, yeah. uh, you know, so it's they're great plots. They're going to be really good come early season uh, through the rut, having that green there. You don't have to spray any those at all? Or you just find if you mow them enough that kind of takes care of that? You know, in the early, uh, after we first got them planted, um, I did go through and uh, I put a high, um, well, I put a fertilizer on them, a low new, uh, nitrogen fertilizer on them, just because I didn't want to feed the weeds, uh, just to get them established, you know, help the clover to grow um, and help choke the weeds out. But right, I mean, it's, it's kind of a balance of fertilizing and mowing, and now it's just, you know, maybe a mowing once or twice a year to... Yeah. Make sure that they're growing in thick but it's pretty low maintenance at this point now that they're established okay um and those plots that you're mowing are you talking about is that the same area that we talked about last month that's on the um at least on the fairview farm the east side up there um yes yeah, so we've got plots on our north and uh east end that are not just clover they're going to be you know brassica uh you know, turnip radish beets, uh, you know, kind of plots. So yeah. we're just keeping those mowed down low right now. Come August, we'll go and spray, excuse me, we'll spray those down, um, kill everything off, disc it all up, till it, make sure that it's uh, nice powdered soil, go through and plant our, uh, our mix towards the end of August. You know, if we can get in around that, you know, as long as it's before Labor Day, I feel good about it. If we can get it in that last week of August, it's usually times out pretty right. Come October first, it's beautiful food plot. Say, say that. Say that timeline again. You were cutting up a little bit. 
yeah, sorry about that. So um, keep a mode down now, maintained. Beginning of August, we'll probably go in and kill those plots off. Yep. Uh, make sure everything's dead. Then we'll go in and disc and work those fields up, get them nice and, uh, you know, powdered kind of soil. Everything's good. Then we'll go in and uh, try and get those planted like the last week of August. I like to have it done before Labor Day, but if we can time it out right, you know, towards, you know, anywhere between like the 18th to the 24th of August, I kind of like to be in that window um, and hopefully get a couple, you know, time it out with the rain. That's the best thing. If we can get in right before a rain and get that seed established in there. Yeah. Uh, it's perfect that come October 1st, it's, uh, it's perfect. I mean, you saw the plot that dad killed his big one in that's, <clears throat> you know, planted yeah. around that same time, got a little bit of a uh, high nitrogen fertilizer on it, uh, right before a rain. And I mean, those, that plot was beautiful. And what, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. I don't think we've talked about this Yeah, man. because literally every like three or four years, I feel like green plot i call them green plots you know sometimes it used to be like pure like a biologic and then it was like you know clover mix and it was like a deadly dozen and like every couple of years i feel like there's a different yeah. mix and everyone loves what was the mix last year sure so like you know everybody was big on like the biologic and biologic is you know a brand yeah you know from mossy oak and i've got nothing against those guys but we've had such good luck for the last I'm trying to remember how many years it goes back now we've been doing it, but uh, at least four or five years we've been planting our seed mixes from Horny Buck Seed Company yeah. out of uh, northern Wisconsin. Um, it's, you know, and it's not just because they're great people to work with uh, and we get great results year after year. It's if you're not able to take uh, the care that a lot of people do on their food plots, you know, careful fertilizing and making sure everything's mm -hmm. planted right, you're still going to have success in some way. You're still going to have some great food grow up in there just because that stuff will grow anywhere. I mean, you can drop it. We've dropped it in the gravel before as we're putting it in cedar and you have, you know, turnips growing up out of the yeah. rock. It's just, it's a, it's a very fresh seed. Um, it's very hardy and it's just, it's always done well for us. I've got no complaints about them whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, they take care of us up there year after year and we have great results. So, so I, you know, I don't fix a problem if it's not, I don't yeah. fix it unless it's a problem and we haven't had a problem at all. So is that, um, is that the same company or brand that Pudic uses or is he on someone else right now? Um, I'm not sure actually what Pudic, I know Pudic has used a place out of Iowa. Um, yeah, that's I, forget what the, I forget the name of him, but he's done good. But you know what we, with all the acreages that we have to plant, you know, we can only do so much ourselves, you know, yeah. I've got kids, my brother's got kids, you know, and got work stretched in pudic's planted a couple of uh you know fields for us on our farms and he even said it himself this last year he's like i don't know if i've had a food plot look this good before yeah. you know, as on uh one of our fulton county farms that he planted for us i mean it's just it's a and i mean that's not any special kind of dirt that we yeah. have it's it's old pasture ground that we uh -huh. you know we started working up several years ago and just year after year those fields always just turn out about as good as you can get them so, so is the mix the same as you planted down on the plot, that bottom plot where your old man killed that deer or is it a different mix? You know, there's, there's several varieties. Um, I, I try to plant, uh, different mixes according to different times of the year and where I plan on hunt. You know, like if I'm going to hunt a certain field more late season, I tend to plant more, um, heavy on like the brassicas that I know are going to turn sweet after the first frost and be better that time of year. 
um, as opposed to the mixes that have, you know, clover, alfalfa, and some chicory, uh, and a couple of, uh, you know, like forage greens in there, you know, kale and stuff like that. I tend to plant those in fields that I may hunt more early season or during the rut. Got it. So you have that stuff kind of planned out. Here's where I think they are early. Here's where I think they're lit, where they're at late. And I'm going to plant these because of that, right? Exactly. And I also have to think of it, you know, for after the season's over with, I, you know, those, those fields that, uh, you know, I want to plant the food that's going to last through the winter. Um, I also want to put those in a location where there's going to be very minimal human pressure far away from humans because after the season's over with those deer are under enough stress already, I want to put plenty of food out there for them and I want to put it in a place far away from where humans are going to be. So, Right. Um, so what's your, at Fairview, you guys are mostly um, grain plots, right? You don't have much grain at that farm, do you? Yeah, you know what, the, the deer density out here is pretty high and our food plots um, are kind of on that borderline of size to where I don't know how well, we've not tried planting grains out here just because I worried it's going to be a lost cause. I think they're going to get mowed down too early and it's not going to be that great of a plot for the, the long haul. So, yeah. um, you know, we plant greens every year, different varieties, and it's provided food all the way through March, um, you know, till when spring hits and usually there's some some green stuff starting to pop back up that time anyway. So we really don't have a lag in food for them out here. Yeah. We always say the same thing. The plots that we plant, Pudic and I, like um, we've always said in, in areas like that where the deer density is off the charts, which is honestly probably most of the areas that we serve for the most part. Um, if it's not like two or three acres, we just don't recommend it. And sometimes when the deer are crazy, we say like five. Like we try to do yeah, that. We don't mention clients. Like the, for sure, man. I like to err on the side of caution. I'd even go higher than that because, I mean, out at one of our Fulton County farms, I mean, we've got a field that's probably pushing, I mean, six acres. Yeah. And we planted beans in it three years in a row, and every single year they were mowed no down, I mean, immediately. I mean, it just didn't take because of the deer density out there. So, I mean, unless they butt up to some really big ag fields where there's plenty of food over there and they don't need them necessarily. Yeah. Um, I kind of like to steer clear of those really small, you know, grain fields that are, you well, know, it's, three that's good information. That's good information to have because a lot of people, um, four or five acres doesn't seem small, seems huge. And we planted those. We had a few this year that literally they just mow down and a few spots that we've done in the past, We've put those cages. If you did those monitoring cages where you just put like a little, you know, nine foot cage up, and it's incredible. Like they were, we did some um, back in the day when the forage beans were, a, you know, a popular. Um, they were growing out the top, literally five foot tall. Everywhere else, it looks like they, it looks like they didn't grow. Yeah. So if you're I mean, if somebody, somebody looking to plant that stuff and you're thinking your beans aren't growing there, it literally might be the pressure is too strong. That's likely the case for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I've got nothing against if somebody's got a two or three acre field, if they want to try planting grains, you know, even if their deer density is high, just look at where the um, location of your food plot is like out, you know, even if our deer density wasn't as high, the location of our food plots on a lot of our farm is not far from deer bedding areas. Yeah. Which gives them easy access to that food, which is probably they're getting mowed down. If somebody's got a two or three acre field that's 
far farther away from the deer bedding. It's more of a destination plot that's more wide open. Sure, go ahead and try yeah. it. It may work out just fine. Or, you know what else sometimes work, works is when it's not necessarily a plot to begin with, like if the farmer has a 30-acre field and you say, you know what, leave me up two acres. By the time they leave those couple acres, it's fine because they've had that whole field that, you know, all season. So when they leave up two or three acres, there's still some food, at least for the short, short term. They don't, you know, they'll harvest those and, you know, they always say early, but all farmers harvest late, you know, October, uh, November. So those work a little bit, but I'm with you. Anything small. I absolutely think that case works. One of our farms, we don't own it. Uh, we, we lease it. Uh, it's mostly giant ag fields. We've had the farmer multiple years leave, you know, a few acres here and a few acres there standing. And I mean, these are even end rows, yeah. uh, but you know, a few acres. And I mean, they're, they're still into February. They're still standing food. In there. It's great. Yep. I mean, it can work if there's plenty of food out there for them. I mean, it's just because it's standing doesn't mean that's going to be the first thing to go. I mean, those yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Well, we can move on from that. Um, yeah. So we covered your, your existing green plots, we covered the plots that you're going to plant come fall, summer I call them fall plots. Yep. Um, I know Pudic is like, I think he would have ordered like 70 cutting lit cameras or whatever, so he's in like trail cam mode, not putting them out, but he's getting them ready. Are you doing he the same? On, he went on a COVID-19 shopping spree for cameras. <laughs> he totally did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've done, some, we've done some camera work in May for sure. Um, some of the cameras, uh, some cameras I just leave up all year, uh, depending on where they're at, because just because I don't want to go in and disturb those areas too much. So I might right. go in and change the batteries and make sure that everything's working good. Um, otherwise, on the other farms, I pulled the cameras out. We get them cleaned up, uh, make sure the batteries are fresh and running good, new chips, and we'll, we'll put those back out. Uh, I usually like, you know, early July. I don't like to rush it to get back in there. You know, there's lots of... Uh, does that have just had fawns they're hanging out in yeah. the timber too much i don't like to disturb the woods right now all that much so we'll kind of wait until things have settled down and uh the bucks have put on some more growth and we'll get in there in july and, and put some more of those cameras out right okay uh anything else you're not building any the weather and well i'm getting ahead of myself because so far the weather in june has been like awesome like nice mild but going back you're not have you built any blinds done any trail work anything like that or just gonna you know, with uh, with all the rain and we had some wind uh, come through in May, you know, there's going to be the occasional tree or, you know, brush that falls over some paths that we've had cleared. So, um, gone through and, you know, cleared that up. And usually if you go in late May, uh, early June and make sure all your trails are mowed down really low, the canopies, you know, covered up enough, you're it's going to be good for the rest of the year. So, yeah. Uh, we only had to do a little bit of that in June, which we can talk about more on the next one. But I mean, as far as by the end of May, most of our trails were pretty well good to go for the year. Nice. Okay. Well, cool. We're about uh, almost 20 minutes in. Did I miss anything? Um, I'm trying to think, man. Just, uh, you know, talked about equipment, our tractors ready to go for when it comes time for that. But we're kind of just doing little putsy things with that, not getting into any more heavy duty work so i mean keeping uh, outside of food plots still keeping like trails and all that stuff mode which is part of it's part of it right and you guys keeping up on that yeah our trail like i said once the canopy grows up and everything we don't have to worry about too much new growth our trails are cleared they're yeah, good you guys have trails 
you guys have trails out in the open that are just grass trails. Like yeah, I mean, there's, you know, they're still mowing just because, yeah. you know, uh, dad, you know, in some areas likes to make it look more like a country club, but by mm-hmm. the farm by the than he does like a, you know, a farm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's always just general maintenance, you know, to make things yeah. look nice. Uh, but yeah, we're good on food plots. Our cameras are good until we get some, uh, some of those that we cleaned up back out here in July. And then, um, yeah, I think we're kind of good. We're, Have you guys done anything to the apple trees? Prune them this year or spray them or just mowing around them? Uh, definitely keep them mowed around. Um, we have gone in and done some spraying. Uh, if we've seen some, you know, like some trees are concerned, but I mean, they're looking good, man. They've got some sprouts on them. We're seeing yeah. some, some apples start to pop. Our other fruit trees are blooming. My my little boys have been out here where they're picking cherries off the tree every day. And uh, the, the orchard at Fairview is putting apples on already? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, that's... That was only two years ago, two wasn't years it? Two years in. Two years in. They're wow, small. They're popping, man. Who cares? We usually say three. That's awesome. Yeah. No, they look nice. They look great. So, you okay. know, a couple more years, there's, I'm trying to remember what we planted. There's apple trees. There's pears. I think there's plum. And I think we even put a couple of peaches in this year. So. I think we did, too. And I think we also, not. I think we did, we staggered the, uh, and for people wanting to do this, it's awesome. We find different varieties that stagger their maturity dates from, like, I don't know what the first one it's like probably late august maybe early september but then they so those are mature then we have another variety that matures in like september then october so like literally for two three months there's always an apple that's and they do know that stuff man like they they like to eat it like exactly when it's mature it's nuts so it's that'll be a good spot it's going to be a great spot man not just yeah. for for the deer but you know for family you know be able to have that to, to go through so True story. very cool idea it was cool getting to see that come to fruition we still need yeah. to go out here and make that podcast of the fours and afters of this place it's I know. uh there's more and more projects popping up around here you'll have to see see what's going on well we'll do it and uh we just signed up another lake another development like road system through a property and i think we'll get one more lake but we'll be done in like why do I say that? Hopefully we're done in like late August with all that. So what, three months out? Cool. So That's like pretty quick. September-ish, we'll do that. We like to slow down right before hunting season. So Yeah, that'll be about, actually, that should match up pretty well with the time that uh, it was listed on the market. You know, yeah, there you go. We bought it, so it actually should time out pretty cool. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Okay, well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Again, I will try to get Pudic on the line in the next few days. If it's not, if I can't, then we'll deal do you have anything to add all good man well you're frozen anyway so okay well, thanks for listening guys and we'll we'll catch up we'll catch up next month